Coming up on this week's show, Tammy Middleton is here as part of the GRL blog tour. Brandilyn talks about some of her recent favorite audiobooks. Plus, we've got books, TV, musicals, and so much more. Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Knauss. Welcome to episode number 39 of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff from jeffadamswrites.com. And I'm Will from willknauss.com. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Yes, happy 4th. Uh, to those of you who are listening in the States, today is Independence Day. It's when this episode is dropping. Yeah. Oh, national like holiday? or yeah. 240 years ago, did they say this morning on the news? Something like that? I don't we know. We became a country. <laughs> How you doing this week? I'm fine. Excellent. Um, and since I have nothing else to add, I'm going to segue into your very busy week. You had a lot of you had a lot of shit going down, yo. Indeed, it was. <laughs> June was a, a a very cool month. I've I've never signed more contracts in a month than I did in June. And never I'm just, ever. I'm just I'm super just. Wow. <laughs> I really don't have the right words for it. It's very impressive. Um, I signed a contract for the novella Love's Opening Night with Dream Spinner Press. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Broadway love story between Jeremy, who's an ensemble dancer in this new show, and Ty, who's the leading man, but also happens to be Jeremy's celebrity crush. So it's all about how they kind of find their way towards love while being in a show. Mm-hmm. Don't know when that's going to be out yet. Just signed the contract this week. Don't have the date, but hopefully it'll be out sometime this later this year. Uh, the other contract that got signed uh, is uh, for the Love is Proud anthology, which JMS Books is putting out, with proceeds going to Equality Florida's fund uh, for the family and victims of the Orlando shootings. Uh, I put in, I wrote a short uh, using the Hattrick characters. It's called Hattrick Overtime Be True, Be Proud, Be Strong. It, uh, in the timeline of Hat Trick, actually falls between the last chapter of Hat Trick 3 and that book's epilogue. Um, so if you're a fan of that of that uh, series, I encourage you to pick this short up. Uh, the uh, anthology is currently up for pre-order at JMS Books. It will be out July 30th, and that's the only place that this particular story will appear. Uh, a couple other things to talk about uh, with Orlando, because since we recorded last, there's been some really... Uh, awesome tributes and things come out. We know that Ecstasy Books is also putting out an anthology which goes also towards Equality Florida's fund. Uh, It's called Over the Rainbow. It was actually released on July 1st, Mm -hmm. so we'll link to that in the show notes so people can go find that. Um, I encourage folks with the anthologies, the charity anthologies, to buy them from the publishers direct, uh, and that will put the maximum amount of funds into the Equality Florida um, Funding, for lack of a better word, I doubled up there, uh, rather than going through Amazon or some other third party uh, where they will keep a piece of the fund. So go publishers where you can with that. Um, Some other things to point out if you haven't seen them. um, The Broadway community came together and did an amazing rendition of What the World Needs Now, the classic Burt Bacharach song. Uh, They recorded that right after the Tony Awards, and it's charted on the Billboard charts and everything, and all of its money uh, also goes, I believe, also into Equality Florida's fund. Uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. There's also a very powerful video that uh, the director, uh, Ryan Murphy, who does American Horror Story and other work, 
brought together 49 actors and had them tell the stories of those people who were killed in the shootings. It is a powerful 18 minutes, and I suggest you bring the Kleenex for that one. Uh, two dance tributes also showed up that I really liked. Uh, there's one called This Sweet Love, which features Ryan Steele from Broadway's Newsies and also the film Five Dances, uh, paired up with Josh Daniel Green. And one called Unsteady, which has uh, Kent Boyd, who was a runner-up in season seven of So You Think You Could Dance, and Will Johnson, um, Johnston, rather. Uh, so very powerful dancing um, in both of those videos. So check all those out. We'll link to them in the show notes. All that stuff's on YouTube. Cool. Yeah. Now, last weekend was your birthday weekend. Yes, it was. And I turned older. <laughs> yes, you did. Very much older. And <laughs> we went on a road trip. We went up to Ashland, Oregon, and took part of the non-Shakespeare uh, part of the Shakespeare Festival up there in Ashland. Yes. My first time in Ashland, and your first time, what did we decide, in 26 years? 26 years yes. was the last time I was in Ashland. So. In, the, in the gift shop, he found a program from the year he was there uh, visiting with his high school drama club. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I loved the weekend. I thought the, the production of The Wiz was pretty awesome. Uh, it was in the Shakespeare Festival's outdoor Elizabethan theater, and very appropriately, they the director of the show set Oz as Elizabethan. So they were all in Elizabethan-type costumes. The, the entry into uh, Oz reminded me of Madonna's uh, MTV movie, Video Music Awards performance from back in the day with Vogue with all the Elizabethan costumes. Mm -hmm. And I loved the Tin Man because he was very steampunky. Which was which was cool. Uh, first time I've seen The Wiz fully staged, which was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a good show. I believe it's running through October. If anybody else uh, happens to be in the Ashland area, mm -hmm. uh, what would you think of it? I think you've had about as much exposure to The Wiz as I have. Um, I think we've seen the exact same production. We have <laughs> actually seen the exact same productions. I enjoyed it an awful awful lot. Uh, everyone who's who's listened to the show knows my love for this particular piece of theater, and I really enjoyed this per, uh, particular production. Um, it was my first time in the outdoor Elizabethan theater up in Ashland, um, and I thought they did a really terrific job. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I hope we go back and see more in, mm -hmm. in future seasons. Uh, and I liked Ashland overall. Lots of bookstores. Mm -hmm. It's like four or five in downtown Ashland. Yeah. So, yeah, and some good food. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed the food experience as well. So there's an anniversary, some anniversary additions, I suppose, we should talk about. Because you spoke of this, of the Valley of the Dolls anniversary earlier. But there's some cool stuff that's out or coming out now for the anniversary. Mm -hmm. Currently, uh, as part of Valley's... Gosh, now I can't remember. Is it 50th? It is 50th. I think you told me 50th, yes. yeah. As part of Valley of the Dolls' 50th anniversary, there is now a deluxe hardcover edition out um, with a new jacket design. It's absolutely beautiful. Pretty, and pretty. And it's got pink end pages. Um, it's a gorgeous edition. I don't own it yet. I will very soon. Uh, so if you are in your local bookstore or happen to be online... The uh, anniversary hardback edition of Valley of the Dolls is currently available. Also, coming out later this year, um, the film Valley of the Dolls and its semi-sequel, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, will be released on Blu-ray for the very first time as part of the Criterion Collection. Now, 
for those of you who are not film buffs and don't know what Criterion is, uh, essentially since the beginning of the DVD format, the Criterion collection has been taking classic films and remastering them uh, with brand new beautiful archival prints and uh, packing those DVDs with exceptional um, research material, uh, extras, a ton, ton of amazing, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, cinematic scholarship. Uh, they take it, they take cinema very seriously right. at Criterion. So for the past couple of decades, they've been doing, you know, hardcore classic cinema. But uh, thankfully, recently, uh, they've been delving into the more esoteric films, uh, films like Valley, uh, which despite its uh, beloved reputation, is probably not considered a classic. Uh, I think it's a classic of a sort. <laughs> but uh, finally, it's making its uh, debut on Blu-ray. Um, I'll definitely be getting it when it comes out in September. Um, it's worth noting, um, I checked on the Criterion website, there is going to be additional material on these particular editions. Uh, a couple of years ago, there was um, a anniversary edition for both films, Valley and Beyond the Valley, uh, on regular DVD uh, with um, anniversary editions that were packed with a ton of really exceptional extras um all of those extras from the previous edition will be transferred to the criterion uh editions uh plus uh more stuff even more stuff so yep. uh if you're a valley fan uh be sure and check those out in september yeah and we'll link to all that stuff so people can do their pre-orders or whatever they want to do to check those out most definitely um, so I read, I got through a book this week, which I was very happy about, uh, A.J. Truman's Out on a Limb, which is the second in his uh, Browerton University series. Okay. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I was into it within the first couple chapters, meeting uh, Cameron and Walker, and the more I went, the just more happy and squishy I got. A.J. made me cry a couple times. Uh, this is the story of Cameron, who is a 22-year-old senior at Bowerton, getting ready to graduate. He's got big dreams in Hollywood to become a screenwriter. Uh, Cameron is 15 years older, uh, works, has a, has a run-of-the-mill job at an advertising firm, um, is divorced from his ex-husband, and has a six-year-old kid. And they, these two men come together. Um, initially, it's just a matter of Walker helping Cameron and his friends out at Trivia Night because he's got trivia in his head that they don't, specifically around sports. But over time, these two come together and the push and pull between them as they kind of figure out that maybe the lives that they're in aren't the lives that they want uh, was was awesome. Um, I'm going to have to go back and read book one. Uh, book two, all the books of the Bowerton series are standalone. So I didn't miss anything, but I definitely want to go back and read book one to read more of AJ's writing. And uh, AJ will actually be on the show uh, coming up in August, um, so we could talk to him about his books. Cool. Yeah. I also finished a book this week. Um, this week I read Pat Hinshaw's What's in a Name. It is book one in her Foothill Prides novella series. And the title refers to uh, one of the characters 
he is the big, burly, uh, and exceptionally hot owner of uh, the local bar named Stonewall. And he wears a different name tag every night. Uh, and the other hero notices this, and he goes, well, what's your real name? And uh, the bartender challenges him to figure out his uh, real name, and he gets oh. two weeks, uh, or 12, 12 guesses, I think it was. And anyway, over the course of the book, they fall in love, and there's drama involving the one guy's ex and his cute little coffee shop, and... Uh, it's really wonderful story. I am looking forward to reading the other books in this particular series. Um, Pat is also going to be uh, joining us here on the show as part of the GRL blog tour. Mm-hmm. When is that coming up? Comes up sometime in September. Cool. It's right. It's I believe it's September twelfth, if I remember the schedule correctly. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, an event worth mentioning that's coming up in L.A. in a couple weeks on Sunday, July 17th at 1 o'clock um, at the Ripped Bodice, which is a romance bookstore located in Culver City. Uh, it's being taken over by Christopher Rice, Damon Swade, and Eric Shaw Quinn. And I can't imagine what's going to go down there because, I mean, I know Damon's pretty, pretty, can be pretty crazy. Um, I don't, I've never been to a Christopher Rice signing that was crazy, but you put Damon in the mix, I don't know. Uh, apparently this is the premier book signing for Eric's new biblical gay romance called The Prince's Psalm. Uh, the information we've seen so far, they're going to play games, give away stuff, and generally go kind of bonkers. <laughs> Most likely, yes. <laughs> so if you're in the area on, uh, July 17th, you should definitely check that out. Okay. Um, if I were in the, in the area, I think I would show up for sure. Yeah. And I actually kind of want to go to this bookstore anyway. Um, just to see what it's all about. It's all it's an, it's a bookstore that's entirely devoted to romance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if I ever go there, I'll bring back a report. Cool. Yeah. Time now for the GRL guest author spotlight. We're happy to welcome back Tammy Middleton to the podcast. This time as part of the official 2016 GRL blog tour. Tammy writes as T.M. Smith, and she's a military brat who was born and raised at Fort Benning, Georgia. She's an avid reader, reviewer, and writer. A Texas transplant she now calls Dallas her home, most days she could be found curled up with a good book or ticking away at her next novel. She's a single mom of three disturbingly outspoken and decidedly different kids, (laughs) one who is on the autistic spectrum. Besides her writing, she is passionate about autism advocacy and LGBT rights, because seriously, people, love is love. Absolutely, Tammy. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. So tell us about your new release, uh, Live for Love, which is book five in the Alcock series. Yes, it's coming out on July the 1st. Editing's going ahead of schedule, so I might actually be able to release that one a little early, but I'm just going to leave the date at that for now. Um, It's it's William's story, and he's kind of been um, a secondary character through all of the books. And then in the last book, Dare to Hope, I introduced his love interest. So, and... Um, the story, it's, it's got some reality to it because I'm basing the two characters off of two friends of mine where one is HIV positive and one is negative and they've been together for 20 years. So I, I kind of use them to help me write some of it. So it's got a reality aspect to it, but a lot of my books do anyway. So how did you decide to, to do this plot for book five? 
Well, it just, I mean, I'm sure you know as a writer, you just come to a point where you want new and fresh ideas, things that you don't see all the time. You don't want to just keep hitting the same tropes and storylines. So just rattling my brain for something different to write about. You know, I thought about Jeffrey and Jerry and, you know, how, how could I encapsulate that into a book? So. Cool. And you've got a book six already on your on your radar coming up too, right? Yeah, that's going to be Dusty and David's story. So Dusty is another one of the models, and David is. I mean, you 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 find out in Live for Love who David is. I've kind of been hinting at it for a couple of books, and he's going to come back into play, like with John and Corey's story. There's kind of an issue there, so don't want to give too much away yet. But I hope to have that one out by the end of the summer. So you should have five and six at GRL then. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. And then I'm going to get back to my other series, Opposites, and write the third book in that series. And I've got some stuff going on with that series too, with narration and everything, which is going to be fun. Oh, so you're taking those to audio then? Yeah. I've already got the first novella in that series in audio, and Greg Tremblay is doing the second novella now, and then he's going to do the first novel, Opposites. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I had wanted him to pick up the Alcock series because, not that the narrator for the first book in that series was bad, not at all. It's just there's the character Victor needs a, a specific kind of accent and nuance, and he just didn't capture that good enough for me. Um, but Greg said that he just wanted to stick with the opposite series, so I'll just be shopping around the Alcock series next. Great. What else is coming up that folks have can look forward to? Um, yeah, the two uh, Alcock series, Live for Love, and then that next book, which I don't have a title for yet. I'm playing with some titles. I like to keep with the three words, so have to, again, after so many, it kind of gets harder and harder to come up with something. <laughs> yeah. I think titles are always hard. <laughs> yeah, especially when you tie yourself in. You know, the same thing with Opposite series, because in those books, I want the two Ps, and they're backwards. So that in and of itself has been a challenge to find words that fit the book that have two Ps in there, you know. Um, I thought about doing the title Madness for the third book in that series, but then when my cover artist was looking at it, she's like, no, it would look like a D and a B. It wouldn't make sense. Oh, right. I have to stick with the two Ps. Um, but yeah, we got the narration going on. The seller should be out sometime this month, and then he's going to start on Opposites, and hopefully that one will be out in late August. And then I'll start working on that third book. So, And once I get the sixth book in the Alcock series done, I'll probably do another box set. Cool. So this is your third GRL coming up. What are you looking forward to in Kansas City? Oh, I love getting to hang out with old friends like you and Will, meeting new friends. Um, every year there's like the regulars, but then there's new people that come on too and you make new friends and a bigger extended family. It's really kind of like a family reunion almost because you get to hang out with everybody. Um, this is my first time as a featured author though, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I, I, first I went for supporting author again because being a featured author is a little bit, makes me a little bit nervous, but you know, I've got Morticia and Adrian there with me to help me out. And we're also doing a panel. Um, we got together and put our heads together and came up with an idea for a panel and I submitted it to Ethan and we got approved for it. So I'm excited about that. Oh, that's cool. You want to give us a sneak preview of the, of the topic maybe? Yes. The facts in the fiction. We're going to try to find, does the writing about real 
people, places, or things, um, given a, give um, the story an edge or more depth than if you're just pulling these characters out and just creating like fantasy or paranormal. So we're going to play with that topic and we've got some fun stuff planned. So we'll see. Hopefully it goes over well and it's not a big dud. <laughs> ah, it won't be a dud. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, um, I, I hope so. We're going to give away a Kindle full of books and some <laughs> gift cards and stuff. So, Do you, since you're sort of a old hat when it comes to GRL, <laughs> what, what advice would you give to readers or authors who are attending uh, the conference for the very first time? Oh, well, just first of all, don't be scared. I remember my first year that I went, I was kind of leery to actually go up and meet some people. I mean, I came right up to you and Jeff because I talked to you online a lot, so I kind of felt like I knew you. But the, your first time going, yeah, of course, you're going to be a little bit nervous. But I would say don't be afraid to go and talk to somebody. If you, you see their badge and you recognize their name online or you see an author that you love and you want to talk to and get to know them, you know, just go up and talk to them. Don't, don't be scared because you don't know if you'll get that opportunity again. You know, some people come from overseas, like the UK and Germany, and don't know if they'll get that opportunity again. So definitely fully utilize it. Um, wear comfortable shoes, because you do move around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If and it's want... still, I, I have no idea how big this hotel will be. We'll see if it's like, you know, Chicago-sized or something smaller. Oh, good Lord, the honeycomb. Yes. That place was, and then we were like on. We were the furthest end of the hotel away from everything because everything was over here, and then you had like rooms, but ours was all the way in the corner. And I swear it was like the twilight zone. It was random whether or not our phones would work and our internet would work. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was an experience, but <laughs> yeah, Kansas looks like it's setting up to be a good time for sure. Yeah, the hotels look pretty big too, so I don't think we'll be in a shoebox. Yeah, so let's let's circle back to Live for Love for a second, because as this goes out on July fourth, you're in the middle of a blog tour for that. Yes. Uh, what can people look forward to on this tour, and where should they be looking to get information on that? Um, well, they can always get information on my Facebook page, um, Author T M Smith. Um, I've got three of them actually. So I've got the Author T M Smith is the main page. And then the Alcock stories have their own page, and it's under Alcock stories. But then for my blog, I have TTC Books and More, which is also a page. And all three of those will have everything, um, links listed every day. Uh, there's a link right now if anybody else wants to sign up for the blog. Well, this won't go out until the 4th, so that's a moot point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, you'll include a link below, and they can find it on any of my pages. And there's going to be... There's going to be a huge giveaway going on for it, and I'm trying to work with something different to, to get more to people to follow all instead of just going to one stop or, or wait until the end. Like, there's an exclusive excerpt, but it's three or four pages long, and what I've done is I've split it up over different blogs on different days. So you'll start here to read this part, and then you have to go here to get the second part, you know, so that will be going on. And I also did an author Q&A, but split it up over three blogs. So again, you have to go to each different blog to find it. So just trying to get more hits and comments and people following the blog tour. Mm -hmm. well, well, we'll definitely link people in the show notes to, to the place on your blog where they can get all the details on the, on the tour so people can follow all these, all these places and hopefully win, win a prize. 
Yeah, I had some fun, unique stuff made for it. Like at the end of Dare to Hope in the prologue, which hints towards this book for Bo and William. Bo, because he owns a bar, he's wearing a shirt that says, I'm the one you got to blow around here to get a drink. (laughs) (laughs) So I went and found this cool design for it and actually had t-shirts made. So there'll be the opportunity to win one of those t-shirts. And I've got a mouse pad and um, a no-hate bag, some signed books, and some other fun little unique swag. There's a bracelet that Bo wears that William gives him. And I actually found something similar to what I was thinking on eBay. So I kind of tweaked the description in the book to match what I found. And I'll be giving those away. Yeah. You got to do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we'll link people up to all that. Well, we look forward to seeing you in Kansas City in just a few months. Yes, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. You can follow the GRL blog tour by going to gayromlit.com slash 2016 blog tour. So as you may know, we've got a big giveaway going on. Big giveaway. Big giveaway (laughs) going on uh, for the GRL blog tour uh, with the authors who are going to appear with us. Uh, We've got a 7-inch fire tablet loaded with books from many of the authors who we're hosting on the tour. And in addition, there's going to be some bonus books from me, as well as some books that are being uh, donated from Wild City Press for the authors from them who are attending GRL. There's a raffle copter on the show notes for episode 39 where you can enter. There's several ways to do it. Uh, share it on Facebook, tweet about the contest. Uh, there's also uh, a word of the week, which we'll give a little later in the episode, uh, that you could put in there to get some bonus entries as well. And we thank all of our participating authors uh, for donating some ebooks to put into this. Yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah. Super awesome prize. It is. Yeah. Too bad we can't win it. It's good. Darn. It's, it's good stuff, people. Trust me. This is good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, you want to talk about some television? Let's do. Yes, let's let's. Let's, let's do it. All right. <laughs> um, we've spoken in the past, in fact, rather recently, yeah. about our love for Eastsiders, uh, a web series. Uh, that premiered um, in 2015. Uh, we recently finished watching season two. And as it just so happens, Eastsiders, just recently, on July 1st, I believe, mm-hmm. it has premiered on Netflix. And so now you can stream it on Netflix if you want to check this series out. Yeah, highly recommended. We'll link to the to the, to the Netflix page uh, in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, another show that we are gaga for uh, is Truth Slash Fiction. Uh, since we last talked about it, we've actually had the privilege of seeing the pilot, mm-hmm. which is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, we're very excited for them. They went to Sirius Fest uh, last weekend, and they got they won for Best Comedy Pilot. Uh, Jordan Dindatale, perhaps? Sorry, Jordan, if I butchered that name. Won Best Actress in a Comedy for her role. She's, she's the lead actress in the show. And they were also one of eight pilots that were selected for distribution across Virgin Airlines and Hotels as part of the Virgin Produced Choice Award, which is awesome. Now, we're going to have the creators of Truth Last Fiction on the show in a couple weeks. In fact, we get to talk to them this week for that interview, mm-hmm. which I'm looking very forward to. Uh, as we just mentioned, we're doing the super-duper awesome Rafflecopter giveaway. And if you want bonus entries, you can use our special word of the week. And this week's word is going to be slash. Yes. In honor of truth slash fiction. 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 And uh, being so awesome. Yeah. So this week's giveaway word is slash. 
And where can they find the giveaway? The Rafflecopter is on the show notes for episode 39. Sounds good. Yeah. So, Unreal. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This show makes me so tense. I love watching this show. You would think it's a thriller, but it's not. <laughs> makes me so tense. I sit on the couch, grip the arm, grip Will's leg. Oh, my God. It's so good this season. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, if you're not watching this Mondays on Lifetime or on Lifetime On Demand or the app or wherever else you want to pick it up, you really should be. The 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 backbiting on the show is fascinating. Uh, the the efforts they're going to to keep their first black suitor in the game is kind of extraordinary and a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. you have anything you'd like to throw out there for that? I think it's hilarious how worked up you get over a TV show. <laughs> I love the show myself. I don't get as quite as worked up as Jeff does, but I do highly recommend it. I think it is excellent writing. I think it's fascinating. Uh, really great stuff. Uh, check it out if you get the chance. I believe you can watch... I'm sure you can watch season one on uh, I believe Lifetime On Demand. and or, or maybe Hulu. I think they they hype it on Hulu. Mm, okay. Okay. So check out the first season. It was excellent. Uh, the second season is even crazier. Um, just bonkers. Wonderful. Terrific stuff. Yeah. It is. And you probably won't get as tense as I do. But <laughs> it, it just it makes me a little nervous. And um, um, just a quick note, we're also enjoying a show on TBS right now called Wrecked. Yeah. It's um, a really ridiculous and strange little show about a group of people who are stranded on a desert island. It's sort of like, it, it, <laughs> it feels like, you know what, it's like a workplace comedy without the workplace. Yes. And it's like if Lost... Was actually funny on purpose. Yeah. Well, imagine Lost without all the mythology that eventually brought it down and that it was a comedy. And there you go. But a comedy that didn't know it was a comedy because the people in the show are completely serious. Oh, gosh. Um, their, their debate over which last movie they were going to watch was awesome. They had two DVDs on the island and enough time in the DVD player to play one movie. And that was between the... Historically important Selma and Dumb and Dumber 2. <laughs> Won't give us spoilers to which way they win, but it was a hoot. Yes. So do check that out Wednesdays on TBS, I believe. We'll link to that in the show notes because I can't remember honestly if it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, not too long ago, we uh, referenced the hashtag GiveCap a Boyfriend. Uh, as it turns out, we're all getting our wish. <laughs> um, a little background on this. Um, Men.com is an online porn studio. Uh, and they have been doing parody movies for a while now. Uh, and recently they've ramped up their efforts and they're going all out with some really crazy, amazing stuff. Last year they did their Star Wars porn parody. And earlier this year, they released their Batman vs. Superman and their X-Men parodies. Uh, And finally, Captain America is getting his chance at (laughs) finding love. Um, uh, Gosh, they they just released the second scene of their Captain America XXX porn parody. Uh, So, uh, we haven't seen Cap 
hook up with the Winter Soldier just yet, but I'm sure that's around the corner. Uh, in this particular uh, incarnation, Cap is played by Alex Meekum, who isn't exactly a dead ringer for Chris Evans, but he is crazy good looking nonetheless. And uh, Bucky is played by Patty O'Brien, who uh, gets my vote, personally, as one of the hottest Brits ever. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I don't think we're going to directly link to that site in the show notes, because, well, you know, it's porn. But, <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing, Men.com has uh, spun off their own parody website. It is called SuperGayHero.com. You can oh, check, that's perfect. You can check out the Captain America adult entertainment film, uh, as well as all of their other parodies that they've done so far. So, I thought I'd mention that. Cool. Yeah, we won't link to that in the show notes. <laughs> Unless we label it very distinctly as not safe for work. Yeah. Now it feels weird going from porn to what we're going to talk about next. We're going to talk about musicals next! Which is a delightful little <laughs> 1963 comedy, musical comedy, that was... That was live stream this past week. Um, we caught up with She Loves Me uh, over this past weekend because our internet was being weird on uh, the night it was being streamed. Uh, they did an awesome job bringing this to TV screens, mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. They shot with 10 cameras, uh, which captured everything on the stage beautifully. They directed it with a nice mix of close-ups and, I thought, distant shots so you could see both the breadth of what was happening on stage, but also the more intimate moments mm-hmm. that happened on stage. Everybody's performances were captured delightfully, uh, right down to Laura Benanti spilling ice cream on herself, which I, I suspect doesn't happen on a nightly basis, mm-hmm. <laughs> just no. by the look on her face. Um, just for context's sake, um, She Loved Me is the show we saw this spring mm-hmm. uh, while we were in New York, and... Just recently, was it this? It's this. Was this Thursday? Was yes, it? it was June thirtieth. Just, okay. just this past Thursday, on June thirtieth, "She Loves Me" became the very first Broadway musical to be live streamed all over the world. Um, so that's a incredibly big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really the show itself is wonderful. We still highly recommend it. Um, check out the the show itself is going to be closing. July 10th. July 10th. Yeah, so this week. Um, This is the last week. So uh, if you can, if you're in New York, get thee to the theater quickly. Um, If you can't do that, check out the CD or... Yeah, it uh, is the replay of the live stream will continue to be available through July 7th at Broadway HD. Cool. Uh, It's also headed into cinemas this fall. Uh, There's not a lot of detail on that yet, but it'll be one of those things that are like... You know, the events that come into the theater, like when the opera comes in or some movie replays or something that's that's big. So She Loves Me will be out there like that. I would imagine it probably gets a CD, uh, DVD release out of this at some point, maybe in a year or so. And Broadway HD also says it'll be back in their regular streaming library, probably after the theatrical uh, cinema run. Cool. But yeah, definitely check it out because it was, it, was, it, was, it was awesome to see it again and they did a great job with it. Uh, another musical to talk about is a CD that just came out uh, for a show called Close to You, uh, Backrack Reimagined. Uh, this show actually played New York at the New York Theatre Workshop back in December 2013. And in 2015, it went to London and played the West End. And this is the recording uh, of the West End version. 
Uh, Kyle Rabico? Mm, Slaughtered another name. That's two for this episode, I think. Uh, Who's an actor who's been in some things like uh, Spring Awakening and uh, I believe Bye Bye Birdie's uh, revival a few years ago. I actually got the, fell into Backrack music in 2010 when he was actually hired to sing by Burt Backrack on some demos. And there's a great story in the liner notes of how he kind of started breaking down the music and turning it into some guitar-based songs with a lot of percussion. Uh, it's essentially Backrack Unplugged, uh, if you want to look at it that way, because a lot of his original music from the 60s had very lush arrangements with orchestras, uh, and everything, and this really breaks it down mm-hmm. into some very acoustic songs. I can't stop playing the CD. It is amazing. Uh, it's a double CD, tons of Backrack songs, including some ones that I even had forgotten over time that he wrote. Um, so I highly recommend it. I'm going to link to uh, where you can buy it on Amazon, as well as I'll link to a couple of YouTube videos uh, that are out there of some of the performances, so that people can kind of check that out. Cool. All right. What do we have up next? So we're going to throw it over to Brandilyn, who's back from Prison Book Alliance, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about audiobooks. We're happy to welcome back Brandilyn from Prison Book Alliance to the podcast. How are you doing, Brandilyn? I'm awake. You're awake? That's good. Um, tell us about some books that you have been reading and are excited about. Um, I Since my last podcast, I actually moved. So I've been um, not reading new stuff so much as reading comfort reads lately. And one of the things that I really love to do is listen to audiobooks. I adore audiobooks. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a little bit of an addict. I think the last count I had almost 1,000 from Audible. Um, not all of those MM. Um So I just wanted to talk about a couple of them that I absolutely adore and have probably listened to in the double digits each. Um, One is, it's a Christmas story by Eli Easton called um, Blame It on the Mistletoe. It is, hey, it's July, so consider it Christmas in July. It is narrated by Jason Frazier, who is perfect for this story. It's a jock and geek story. So for those of you who like that trope, it's just... Super sweet, gay for you, which blah, blah, blah. Um, And so that's one of them. And the other one I listen to anytime I just need a quick palate cleansing, uplifting story with excellent, excellent narration is um, Where You Lead by Mary Calme. And it is uh, narrated by Greg Tremblay. Anything narrated by Greg Tremblay is going to be good. He also does um, some more erotic stuff under the name Greg Boudreaux. I can't say that. Um, But I have not found one by him that I don't like. Um, But anyway, Where You Lead, it's somewhat typical Mary Calme, um, but it's very much a family, um, importance of family outside of the relationship. And just, it's not the two guys coming together. They're already a couple. It's a change in their life and determining that their love is more important than their location. And it's just, it's a beautiful story and it's so well narrated and I've listened to it probably a dozen times at least. So yeah, those are my two main, um, I need to pick me up. Those are the two audio audiobooks I just absolutely adore. So. Now let me ask you this, what makes a, an audiobook something you'll come back to in those double digits? Is it the story, the narration, a mix of both? Both. It's both. It's 
when, especially, um, especially in the case of both of those, uh, where you lead and uh, blame it on the mistletoe, I read them in ebook form and I enjoyed them. But the narrator just it it takes the story to another level. The narrator owns the story; they become the characters, and not just one character. They become every character, and that's one thing that both uh, Jason Fraser and Jeff Tremblay do so well. Is you forget that they're narrating. It's there are some narrators out there that I enjoy, but the entire time I'm going, oh yeah, this is so and so's narration, but. Jeff and Jason are both just awesome at stepping back, letting the story shine, taking it to another level. Um, and if anyone wants other audiobook recommendations, I've got a ton. Like I said, I listen to, and even stuff I've read in ebook, I will listen to on, on audio. Um, it started back when I had a really long commute, and it just never stopped. When do you find yourself listening to audiobooks the most? Um, when I'm in the car. Um, when I'm cleaning, when I'm playing solitaire or doing a jigsaw puzzle, um, when my kids are playing quietly in their rooms, um, which does happen occasionally, um, I usually listen to something either, um, either I read or I listen to a book, um, right before I go to bed for an hour or so, um, all the time. I'm an addict. It's a good addict to have, or a good addiction to have, rather. Yes. Yes, it is. All right, so we'll link up to those couple of books in the show notes and let people find them. And, of course, we'll link to Prison Book Alliance, too, so that people can check out all the reviews there. Awesome. Great. We'll see you back here in a couple weeks, then. Sounds great. So we thank Brandilyn for coming on and sharing some audiobook recommendations with us. And we encourage our listeners to come to the website for the show notes of episode 39 and leave your recommendations, whether they be for books or audiobooks, in the show notes. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Now, before we close up this week's episode, uh, we'd like to mention that we have a special poll running on the Big Gay Fiction website. In an effort to learn more about you, our listeners, we decided to put up a little poll to find out just a a little bit more about you. Um, Primarily, we want to shape the direction of the show uh, to something that would more uh, maybe fit our listeners' tastes. So we have created a poll, and we're asking whether you're a reader or a writer, or are you both? And you can find the poll. Or, there's one more, or are you just here to listen to us talk about pop culture? (laughs) And you don't fit any of those other three. So uh, we've made the poll extremely easy. It's just one click and you're done. Uh, you can find the poll at BigGayFictionPodcast.com on the uh, current episode, which is what episode 39. is Thir- Episode 39. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll be running the poll throughout July. Yeah. Uh, it'll be on all the show notes for the episodes in July. So if you're not catching this in its premiere incarnation, but you catch it in July, you can go to any of those show notes pages to give us your answer. Mm, cool. And one more thing to remind people about, uh, Tammy Middleton... Uh, to remind of, of her giveaway, there's a an extra raffle copter on this week's show notes for her giveaway for her Alcox blog tour that's happening that we're part of uh, that her interview mentioned. So people can also, while they're coming in for the GRL blog tour raffle copter, hit her raffle copter also. whole bunch of buttons you can push on this week's show notes. <laughs> uh, and you'll be registered to win uh, the prize packages that she has available. Cool. Yeah. It's all kinds of giveaways this week, man. Awesome stuff. 
Now, coming up next week in episode number 40, Laura Bombach will be here as part of the 2016 GRL blog tour. Plus, we've got Scott Pomfret, and he's going to talk about his latest book, Second Half, A Gay American Football Story. Yeah. And on top of that, for the authors in the audience, we're going to talk about new books that you should be reading from Joanna Penn and Brian Cohen. Mm, that'll be fun. Yeah. Good stuff coming up next week. Okay. So have a great, safe, and happy 4th of July, and we'll see you back here next week. Okay. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. New episodes are available every Monday at iTunes and other major podcast outlets. While there, subscribe to the show and please consider leaving a review. For detailed show notes, links, and to sign up for the monthly newsletter, visit BigGayFictionPodcast.com. <laughs>